then we just might as well have to do that third session and just cut it short. <laughs> we just might have to do a third session here. Pinch it off. We'll turtle head. Turtle head <laughs> yeah. poking out. So uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get this thing going. Get the ball rolling. <laughs> This is the podcast that sounds funny, and today is uh, what is it? Uh, uh, July twentieth, twenty. It's a historical day. This is episode. I'm on the wrong file for some reason. I just had this. There we go. Now I'm on the right sheet. Um, episode thirty-eight. We are two blind brothers and a blind sister telling it the way we see it. What's that word was going to use from last time? Ear <laughs> poo, light liar poo. Yeah, liar, liar, liar poop. poops. We're liar poops. <laughs> liar poops. <laughs> that means funny. Or trying to be silly or something. I forget what it is. Yeah, I forget the meaning and liar I delete poops. them. You'd have to but go back to last week's episode and listen. Yeah, but hey, uh, I'm your host, Keith, and the other voices you just heard. To go back. <laughs> the other voices that we've been hearing are Terry and Jill. All right. And uh, we uh, like to open up with a little bit of what's new, what's been happening lately. Does anyone have a question? Maybe tell a classic family story or something. Anybody well, got something? I do. I got one. I always have one. It happened Saturday once again. But it yeah. was about me this time. This is this isn't the one I told you, Terry. This is a different dun, one. Dun, dun. Okay, it was lunchtime, and I was going to get me um, some refried beans and like some cheese and salsa and use the scoops and eat them. You know, make a nice little snack lunch. Mm-hmm. Well, we had leftover refried beans, and my husband had told me, "Well, they're in a cottage cheese bowl in the refrigerator." Well, I couldn't find a cottage cheese bowl, so I'm looking, and I thought, well, if you go to Sam's, it's a gigantic cottage cheese bowl, and I did find a bigger bowl in there, and I thought maybe he meant he put it in this one from Sam's, a big cottage cheese bowl. So I get it out, and of course, it's plastic, so I I put it in a glass bowl, and add in my salsa and my cheese and stir it up, stay in the microwave, heat it up, get my chips, and come sit down, ready to enjoy my wonderful lunch. (laughs) And it, it wasn't beans i can see where this is what was it butter <laughs> no it wasn't butter it was a cottage see, cheese i can see what it is well what yeah. is potato it, salad how did you know <laughs> did I just, tell you that? Guess. just no because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> i i kind of i smelled it and i thought well i can't really smell what this is and i stuck my finger and you know uh refried beans are kind of pasty or something and i thought this feels kind of like that i would <laughs> yeah. think about but yeah i put it in that it was okay because you know Sweet. you put cheese and salsa with potatoes to make a hash brown for breakfast or whatever but um i was expecting beans and i was <laughs> yeah. eating them long and i thought mm, this don't taste right and i come, <laughs> took a couple more chips and but there's a lump in there what the heck is that lump that's a potato. Why is there potatoes in my this ain't Why are the beans, beans square? 
but it was store-bought potato salad, so they were cut really small, and I thought, well. Mm. I've got a couple new. Yeah, couple. it reminds me of my, my infamous uh, butter soup story. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But For, for listeners who may not know, uh, some time ago, uh, my wife had to go somewhere for the day. I forget what she was doing. And she says, on the middle shelf of the fridge, there's a bowl of soup in there for you. Just microwave it for lunch. I'm like, all right. So I looked towards you said to look, and I found this bowl, you know, plastic bowl with lid on it. So I tossed it in the microwave, and I take a big spoonful out of it, and it was butter. <laughs> I cooked me some butter for that. Yeah, so it's fun to recycle these bowls that come with lids, you know, the free bowls you get when you buy product, but then when you put leftovers in it and you're blind. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's well, a trick sometimes. Out, out of the fridge because I don't know what things are. And, yeah. <laughs> I've got one that's similar than that. Again, being blind. One day I was with my ex wife. Uh, who's well my ex-wife and stepdaughter are both deceased but still they uh and you had nothing to do with it <laughs> she, yeah i just have anything to do with it i wanted to be a widower but i didn't have to. anyway i was making spaghetti you know and so i was cooking up the noodles and and i'd cooked up the the meat and the sauce and i mixed it together and i'm like i don't have enough uh you know, I got all these new, I better get a can of spaghetti sauce. This one can's not going to be enough. So I'm yelling, where's the spaghetti sauce? They said in the pantry. So, you know, I'm looking at the pantry and there's a big, you know, big giant 16 ounce can, you know. And so I go, all right, well, this must be it. So I open it up and I'm sh- trying to pour it into the pot. And I'm like, man, this is kind of, I gave it a good shake or two and it come out of the can they, like a big plop. And I'm like, uh-oh. I don't think that was spaghetti sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I like stuck my finger in it and said, oh, no, it was baked beans. <laughs> you invented a new dish. <laughs> and so we, had, we had spaghetti and meat and sauce and baked beans all mixed together. Yeah, baked beans. <laughs> oh, no, what is that? That is a new creation. Of, I didn't eat it. Go, okay, and it's all for, I'll eat it. More for me, I meant to do that. <laughs> it's it's no different than making it separate than putting it on your plate and you're getting all mixed up. You know, it's all going in the same place. Well, and you and could always say, "Well, you're the one that told me it was in the cabinet, and this was what I found." Steak and shake makes uh, chili with spaghetti in it. So hey, you, you could have called yeah. it chili and, chili mix. That's what some yeah. places call it. And, and of course, this is before your infamous technology of you can have a barcode scanner and. And technology yeah. where you can snap a picture of something. Just, yeah. And then I got another news, like a newsy story, whatever. Today's yeah. July 20th. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, landed and set on, stepped on the moon. This morning at eight o'clock, it was actually like 8 15. This billionaire, Jeff Bezos, yep, they blasted off into outer space yeah. after the other billionaire did nine days ago, but they had an 11 minute flight from takeoff to landing was 11 minutes oh that's all it was the tv this morning well he doesn't go all the way to outer space does he He only goes up as far as the 60 uh, miles. technically it is outer, in space. outer space they're 60 he's miles out, up he's outside of the earth's uh, atmosphere gravitational oh. pull 
They're floating around. But he went by himself today, this guy, no, I thought they said. No, he, he, went, went, with he went with his brother, a, a woman, and an 18-year-old boy. Well, he went without a crew, I mean, a, to fly. He flew it himself. That's well, what I heard. Uh, Last time he had no, a crew he, to fly I think fly he had him. a pilot. Just flew him no, no, it was it was all pre-programmed. Everything was all pre-programmed. Oh, okay. It was the, you know, the rocket, vehicle. The, the, the rocket booster landed all by itself while they were still up in, in outer space. The rocket came back down and landed on the launch pad. They were in a capsule like in the old hmm. days, you know, the space capsule type thing. Right. And, and they, they said the other guy seven days ago, he was in a glider like an airplane and glided back down. These guys came back burning through the atmosphere and they had a heat shield and, oh, and wow. three parachutes. I think Terry said that they had the footage on the screen on the so TV. They splashed down like the old 300, days or something. 380,000 feet or something, I think was their maximum. They went up, but it's like 60 miles. Hmm. Up, and outer, up there in space, they're going, anybody want some Skittles? <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were playing with Skittles up there floating around. Well, they got around for about three minutes, and then they had to strap back in, because then their descent started and huh. pick up speed real quick. I thought, and here's the thing, though, back in the old days in the 60s, well, 70s, when I was 60s, and before when they blasted off and they landed, the space capsules always went to the water. Mm-hmm. You know, for a nice soft landing. Oh no, this landed in the desert. <laughs> oh, did it? Wow, that's going to be with yeah, because they, they would land in the water because I think be those... one because of the heat from the from the uh, uh, heat shield, Absolutely. and for another, like I said, they wanted to have it more of a soft landing, and they didn't, they didn't know how the impact would jar the asteroid. Now, for those people who haven't ever parachuted before, they had three parachutes on this capsule. I go, and they're going to land in the desert. There's got to be something else because they're gonna they're gonna die. <laughs> that's like that's, that's still like, a pretty good impact. I mean, they had booster rockets on the bottom of the capsule uh, that ignited when they were about uh, fifty feet up from the if, land. If, if you guys start hearing a lot of kid chatter, let me know and I'll send them away. Yeah, but I've been and, invaded uh, by kids, even though they know better than they come up here. Yeah, I hear kids, but okay. But anyway, so that's awesome, interesting stuff there. To, but yeah. Um, anyway, I, I only have this one really quick blurb for an update, and I have to say I don't remember uh, what the uh, the thing was that that made a particular grandkid unhappy with their dad. But they had said they're going to run away and go to Tennessee, where his you know, distance girlfriend lives at. And he was like, "How are you going to get there?" Because running, of course. <laughs> Run the whole way. <laughs> I think we should go on to the your background. So, is it time for All right. this week National Day of His Holidays? Happy holiday! May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to Okay. Uh, well, that is the weekly stories. Um, I have July holidays here. Hey. Um, of course, today is uh, July 20th. 
National <laughs> Lollipop Day. Sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything that's wonderful is what I feel when that's what I thought. And it's just said. <laughs> also National Moon Day. Which, Don't moon people while eating lollipops. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, that goes hand in hand with uh, the people going up into space. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's uh, all for today, Tuesday. Lollipops and moons. Moon pie. Hmm. Uh, July 21st, Wednesday is National Hot Dog Day. Ooh, I like I have, hot dogs. I have a particular grandson who could eat a whole pack of those. <laughs> if he could eat hot dogs and tacos, he'd be a happy kid all the time. Yep. National Junk Food Day. So I guess if hot dogs aren't your thing, pick your favorite junk food. Yeah. July 22nd, Thursday, National Hammock Day. Oh, lay in your hammock today. Yeah. Or Wednesday. On a, on a nice, Thursday. warm, hopefully sunny summer day, enjoy your hammock. Yeah. And if it's not sunny and it's raining, well, I guess you may have to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, High Approximation Day. Which I haven't got a clue. It just says special interest. Huh. So I guess if you want to approximate something, go for the high end of it. <laughs> it's also <laughs> Selena Gomez's birthday. Um, July 23rd, Friday. National Gorgeous Grandma Day. Because you've got personality. Walk with personality. Talk with So that's hey, that's that's all day that day. That's all we have for so us grandmas need a whole day with nothing else. <laughs> I guess so. Uh July twenty fourth, Saturday. Oh, it's here's one of those religious holidays. A Salha Puja. Oh, I haven't got a clue. It sounds like me either. <laughs> National Amelia Earhart Day. Oh, don't fly your plane that day. You may get lost. I, I, yeah, I know. I don't know if it's her birthday or the day she got lost, uh, but I know she went missing, I think, around this time of year. It may have been earlier in the year. It's National Cousins Day. So hmm. hang out with your cousin, I guess. Yeah. It's also National Day of the Cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if your cousin's a cowboy, you can kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> I don't know. It's a National Drive Through Day, uh, a food and beverage related holiday. Huh. So I guess go to your favorite drive through. Yeah. National Tequila Day. We haven't had a alcohol day in a while. So hey, enjoy your drive through your food with your cousin who is a cowboy and drink your tequila. <laughs> wow, there's a lot on Saturday. Yeah. 
uh, July 25th, Sunday, a particular kid of mine uh, had a, has a birthday that day. Oh, yeah. It is also National Hot Fudge Sunday. Mm. National Parents Day. Uh, so you can combine, I guess, Mother's and Father's Day together and have Parents Day. Huh? Yeah, and eat hot fudge together. Yeah. There we go. And it's also National Wine and Cheese Day. (laughs) You can wind your parents. I want some cheese. And some ice cream. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, July 26th, Monday, National Aunt and Uncle Day. Well, let's just put them all together here. We got grandmas on Fridays. Moms and yeah. dads on Sundays. You and got aunts sexy and grandmas on Friday, parents <laughs> on Sunday, aunts and uncles on Monday. There's going to be a whole family get together happening here. Must be reunion time. <laughs> it is also National Coffee Milkshake Day. Yeah. Huh. Oh, that sounds good. I like cold coffee. Yeah. And for those of you who aren't listening as, as we're recording this live on Tuesday, you can be prepared for next Tuesday, where on July 27th, it will be National Cream Browley Day, whatever that is, some kind of a food or beverage. Oh. National Scotch Day. And that will round out our holidays of the week. Scotch, another alcoholic beverage? I think so. It didn't say butterscotch. It didn't say tape. (laughs) Scotch tape. I guess you could scotch tape some butterscotch to uh, something. (laughs) So there are some days you can celebrate as we move through the week. Yeah. Yeah. Those out of the way. We it's like time to move news. on to news. So we we got plenty of news. Uh, I oh, decided I to limit myself to only a couple. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let girls go first. Oh, I was saying you guys can if you got a bunch. I've only got a couple. Yeah, but I went some years. Well, <laughs> let me find mine here real quick. Um, go ahead, Jill. Give us one. Give us one, Jill. You go. Huh? I, I have one for me to start. A eight-year-old shooter accidentally shoots his uncle Uh while he's shooting groundhogs. (laughs) Uh, In Milton, New Hampshire, a 32-year-old man was accidentally shot in the head after the bullet fired by his eight-year-old nephew ricocheted while they were shooting chipmunks. The man wow. was injured. Did it ricochet off the chipmunk's head or what? Uh, police said that a bullet shot by the eight year old ricocheted after killing the chipmunk and it, <laughs> and it hit his uncle in the head. The police chief called it just a truly freak accident. He went on to it say it had a rock or something that it ricocheted off. He went on to say it is, is not against the law for anyone to teach a child how to shoot or take them hunting 
Uh, even at eight years old, there's people who hunt and shoot younger than eight years old. Now, I have to say is that must have been some shot because he actually, the kid actually shot the chipmunk, which is no small feat of itself. But it must have hit the rock or something and ricocheted after killing the chipmunk. <laughs> and being his uncle. Unless the, oh. unless the uncle was laying on the ground saying, shoot the chipmunk right here, shoot it. <laughs> Right behind the chipmunk. Well, it, it, it ricocheted, so uh, I, I'm, I'm sticking by the by my guns. No pun intended, exactly, and say it ricocheted off of a rock or something. Well, at least it didn't kill the uncle. I'm assuming he's still alive. You said he's still. Yeah, it didn't kill him. We just kind of uh, beamed him on the head when it. Normally, though, you know, when when a bullet goes in and it hits a bone, a lot of times a bone will ricochet. You know, cause a bo- bullet to change direction. So that's well, what. And but see, once it ricochets, the bullet's no longer a nice little right <laughs> smooth around pellet that becomes all flat and distorted. And it may have bounced back and just you know hit him on the flat of the big messy. But did it kill thing. the uncle? No, no. It just hit him in the head. Oh, oh, I was say maybe it didn't kill him. That would be why because it was a ricocheted bullet. But and, and of course, the ricochet would have absorbed a lot of the initial. Uh, you know, velocity, so it would have hit him at a slower speed anyway. But that's some shooting, though. Yeah. I bet, the, I bet the kid went to school, I meant to do that. <laughs> nice like Annie Oakley, I meant to do that. I shoot dicks. I shoot You got anything, Jill? Yeah, I got one about a woman that was going, okay, she was pregnant, and they were, I guess, out running. This was on the TV news. Uh, and they stopped at a gas station. Her husband was putting gas in the car. And she went in to go to the bathroom because being pregnant, you do that a lot. But when she went to stand up, her water broke. So nice. she's like, I hope I can make it to the hospital before this baby comes. And she reaches down. That didn't say to pull up her pants. Or, it just said she reached down. And there was a baby already halfway hanging out. Yeah. So this this woman, it didn't say if she had been in labor, she was in pain, or if it just that quick she gave birth. But yeah, she went so, in the bathroom pregnant and came out of the bathroom carrying a baby, asking for help. Because, so her underwear acted like a safety net, like catching the well, fish. Well, like I said, it didn't say if she had on a dress or she had pants. She just said she was reaching down, and there was the baby already uh, halfway out. So yeah, she or just, maybe she was on the toilet thinking she had to go pee or something, and that's like. Oh my gosh, that's not, a, that's not a turtle head. That's a baby head. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was a really strange story. The dirtiest place on earth to have a baby, that poor thing. <laughs> now, did you say that she, she knew she was pregnant before? Oh, yeah, she knew she was pregnant. Because I've heard she stories just... of where women don't realize they're pregnant and they go in the bathroom and they drop a baby in the toilet. It's like, what? <laughs> I thought out? I was going to poop. I decided to poop, yeah. I have an animal story of all things. I was trying to stay away from the animal stories, but uh, animal story anyway. Um, in Alexander, Virginia, wildlife conservationists were called to a scene. There was an owl and a turtle stuck together. Uh oh, it wasn't one of those kind of movies, was it? <laughs> I heard a dog so, getting stuck together. We got to give room to him. So, they, uh, they, uh, they were had got a 
um, a call from a resident and saw this in their backyard. And they went out and the owl had its foot stuck in the turtle. How they close up some sealant. But it was his brand new turtle slippers. <laughs> you heard of bunny slippers? It's a turtle slipper. And so the, the owl's claw was inside the turtle shell and the turtle wouldn't release it. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I would think an owl might be big enough to pick up the turtle, you know, fly away, but I don't know. You know, and so they, uh, well, yeah, you would think, I mean, what was the owl thinking? Look, there's a rock with the head sticking up. I'm going to go grab it and fly away. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, uh, not at euphemized, but they, they knocked out, knocked out, they took it and to the clinic and, um, you know, knocked it out. Whatever. They did it. The owl, the, 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 the wildlife conservationists took it and they were able to release the claw the owls uh one of its little toes i think had to be amputated but it's still recuperating and the turtle was let loose and that's the end of that story but <laughs> i do want to say though that it came from it was from virginia and I, i've discovered we have a listener in virginia really? <laughs> yeah oh wow <laughs> I found out about it over the weekend. No, oh. we'll have to maybe talk about that later. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they'll send us an email. Yeah. Maybe they live in a town that has a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> Which we have a couple of emails like that today to share when we get there. Uh, so, was it my turn again? Or Yep, go ahead All with right. another story. A Wyoming man calls the police to ask why he wasn't arrested and then he was arrested <laughs> he got his wish in gillette wyoming a wyoming man uh asked the sheriff's department why he hadn't been arrested and soon found himself in handcuffs the 62 year old man uh, called the uh, police office to ask why he hadn't been arrested after deputies raided his house the day before. Asked why he should be arrested, the man said, meth use. So the sheriff says uh, that the man also told the dispatcher that 10 young men were following him. Hmm. Uh, the, the thing is, Nobody had raided the man's house and nobody was planning to arrest him, the <laughs> sheriff said. He's just paranoid. Uh, so after the call, a deputy spotted the man driving uh, and pulled him off the road. Uh, and the man allegedly told the deputy that he had used methamphetamine a day and a half ago, and he was still high. <laughs> he did poorly on a sobriety test and was arrested uh, with a DUI, or you know what do they call it, uh, under illegal substance or whatever. So huh. he thought he had a guilty <laughs> conscience. <laughs> he was a sixty-two-year-old man. I wonder if it was his first time ever doing meth wow. or something. You know, well. People do crazy things. Come on, arrest me. I feel guilty. I did some wrong. I feel guilty. I did something wrong. Should have just stayed home and stayed quiet. 
Well, my next weird story, maybe this guy would have enjoyed some of this new stuff they're making, macaroni and cheese ice cream. <laughs> it's been on the news a lot lately. I forget, is it Kraft, I think, is working with some ice cream company and invented macaroni and cheese ice cream. It's only $12 a pint. That's expensive. Yeah, only. <laughs> I wouldn't pay a dollar. I wouldn't either. It. it doesn't sound good to me They didn't pay to me $12 for a pint to eat it. Right. They were coming out. They were coming out with that on the same day. Back on July 14th was Macaroni and Cheese Day, and so that was you know that was came out that flavor. They came out with that on Mac and Cheese. Yeah, I remember that because it was Mac and Cheese Day and Nude Day and Tape Measure Day, <laughs> <laughs> all the same day. Yeah. And so they had now now they have Mac and Cheese to celebrate that. Wow. And my husband said maybe instead of like you put hot fudge on ice cream, maybe you put ketchup on it. He likes ketchup on macaroni and cheese, but I <laughs> well, don't know, you know about with the ice cream part. Cheese <laughs> is a dairy product, and so is ice cream, but how about the macaroni? <laughs> yeah. This don't sound right to me. Go ahead, Terry. That was just a quick I, one from me. I am trying to find one that's not animal related here. I've got in uh, in New Jersey, a house cleaner broke into the wrong house and cleaned it. <laughs> in New in New Jersey, a man came to this place. He was supposed to clean his buddy's townhouse condo, and so he found the key outside under the mat. That's a bad place to put the people, but hey, you never know what'll happen. Uh, the guy who found the key, unlocked the door, went in, and proceeded to clean the house, feed the cats, play with the cats, you know, water the cats. And so then he's in the living room, got everything cleaned, and he's playing with the cats. And his buddy calls and said, have you been able to clean my house yet? And he said, yeah, and I'm playing with your cats. And he goes, I don't have any cats. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy says, oh. <laughs> so he had uh, wrote down his buddy's address by one digit off. And so his friend, they left a note for the, the owners of that townhouse. And so then uh, it was a married couple. So the guy got home first and he found the note and he said, he called his wife and said, honey, somebody broke into our house. And they cleaned us out. <laughs> <laughs> and they cleaned it, you know, so, and so then they uh, gave the guy his uh, name and address and phone number. And he's might be just become their cleaning little cleaning fairy too. So uh, it's like it's like the shoemaker and the elves. The elves is coming and do magical things in your house. That's funny. I didn't mean to break in. And, and, and so it, it, everyone, send your address to. <laughs> and maybe this guy come by and sneak in and, and clean your house for you. There you go. That'd be where nothing was taken. I just cleaned and fed the cat. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Empty litter box for the cat. Yeah. <laughs> My next one. Uh, the headline says "Venomous Snake on the Loose in North Carolina Capitol." And before I even read the story, I thought, but "Isn't that where the politicians are in the Capitol?" <laughs> <laughs> Venomous snake. Uh, <laughs> in Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, Officials are warning people to be on the lookout for a venomous snake on the loose. Uh, the Raleigh Police Department sent out notices urging anyone 
to see the miss who sees the missing cobra, uh, zebra cobra to stay away call 911 and the venomous snake could spit and bite an animal control officer is called to northwest raleigh where a report of a live snake was spotted on a resident's porch. But when the officer arrived, the snake had slithered away. And about that time, they learned that uh, this uh, venomous snake was missing from the home of its owner. Uh, Venomous snakes are legal to own in North Carolina. However, they must be kept in a escape-proof, bite-proof enclosure, and owners must notify law enforcement anytime the snake would escape. So the, the African Snake Bite Institute classifies uh, zebra cobras as very dangerous. <laughs> Is that an <laughs> understatement? <laughs> wow. uh, fatalities are not common and these nocturnal snakes are found in india and angola they're black to brown with white crossbars that average four feet in length so there's the story watch out for venomous snakes wow you got a story where'd you say that was at again raleigh north carolina oh north carolina well my story well last week i was doing uh on my top 10 stuff, crazy, funny laws on the books. Well, this news story is from New York. Um, and in New York, Mayor Cuomo signed a bill demolishing a law that was on the books for hundreds of years that um, um, there was a law on the books that you could not cut hair or get a shave on a Sunday. Ah. And so they didn't just start that last year with COVID. (laughs) (laughs) So now he's taken that law off the books. You can now get a haircut, shave on a Sunday. Shave with a haircut on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So I was checking in my notes and, and the one that is for New York, which I'll be going over later in the show is not that same law. They had another one too. (laughs) You can surprise us. Yeah. Yeah. One, Jill. Yes, I have one about Canadian geese. Um, There was a Canadian goose. Oh, New England. Okay, well, I thought maybe they were from Canada, but this says New England Wildlife Center found a goose with some broken bones in his foot. So they took the goose in for surgery. His mate came looking for him and was tapping at the door. (laughs) because they mate for life and stuff yeah they mate for life and so she waited there at the door watching it must have been a screen door or something i'm assuming i i don't know i i couldn't picture Maybe this in my mind door. it could yeah. be glass storm doors but she watched and they said <laughs> they watched them work and never left the doorway this was its first animal visitor this uh um, this clinic 
So, so his, his, gimpy, saying, his his bad foot didn't involve a turtle accident, did it? <laughs> no, <laughs> it was an owl. <laughs> that okay. would have been funny. It could have been a turtle that broke his bones, though, I think That's the article I mean. said. Yeah. I mean, it a could have been. Turtle. A snapping turtle. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they seemed much more at ease once they could get to each other and whenever they uh, got done with the surgery on this Canadian goose, they put it in a a little recovery room, I guess, a recovery cage, and the, its mate came up and started. The, the goose guess, is in recovery, and the, and the female goose comes up, I told you not to put your foot on there. <laughs> you she, started, me. <laughs> she started grooming him, you said, but then yeah, she, also did, okay. she did something else, too. That, uh oh, so, we can't say on the show, can we? No, 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 <laughs> not like that. She would shoot, like, she'd go out and get food for him. Oh, all right, yeah. Oh, yeah, there must be more to these stories, but mine stopped there. Hmm. Yeah. So. Cooking him food. Bring it to him. Well, this just in. Venomous snake has been captured in North Carolina. <laughs> the uh, venomous snake that had escaped was captured two days after it, it got was found on the loose. Um and uh, the animal control officer was called after spotting on the porch. And, uh, of course, by the time the officer arrived, the snake was gone. But uh, the TV reports say that the animal control uh, captured the snake with sticks with special glue on it. And it was then moved from the board into a red bucket. <laughs> So I wonder if, if there was a bear looking in a bucket and <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other story. But I thought yeah. it's funny that they used a board with with a special glue <laughs> to catch the it, snake. It's a snake catching glue. <laughs> yeah, it's a brand new kind, Elmer snake catching glue. And then and then I have another quick one too. There's a woman in Georgia who saw something, thought it was a little dust bunny on the floor, and she went to reach down there. And it was a baby snake. Yeah. What is with all the snakes in you guys today? <laughs> she had 18 snakes living under her bed. <laughs> oh, wow, a little snake ball. I didn't ball. think they looked very fuzzy. That's <laughs> a whole ball of snake. <laughs> she screamed, woke up her husband. They flipped the bed over. It was garter snakes, so it wasn't no cobras, but hmm. garter snakes living under her bed. I don't have any more stories I want to do this. No, I got some more, but they'll wait till next time. Yeah, it's Jill's words. The quiz kids, bright, lovable youngsters, ready for another difficult examination in the schoolroom of the air. Oh, my turn, my turn. For somebody's words. <laughs> Wonderfully weird words with me. <laughs> Uh, well, my first word, I did not for some reason spell it, but you guys can figure it out. The word is bugaboo. I'm assuming B-U-G-A-B-O-O, -O, but for some reason I didn't spell it. Bugaboo. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to let people know this is my first ever. Somebody sent me in these words. Um, some daughter so, of mine, our first so ever. A, a guest uh, contributor, huh? Yes, I didn't have to look these words up, but she did spell them out. This one I didn't. So You said it was you bugaboo? Guys, Bugaboo. It's like peekaboo. <laughs> the bugaboos. The bugaboos. They're in the air and everywhere. Flying high. Flying low. 
Yeah, it's it's an old Saturday morning show. You get this <laughs> <laughs> from way back whenever I was like in kindergarten. Um, uh, yeah, well, I know the bugaloo is a, a dance, a dance move from the sixties. Uh, hmm. So I guess a bugaboo is like bugs playing peekaboo. I think Terry says, or it could be a Halloween thing where it's a ghost of a bug that oh, got. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's well, a kid wearing, wearing a bug costume when he knocks on the door and he says bugaboo it, it is I suppose similar to that it's an object of fear so if you're in a scary bug costume and you're trick or treating you could be a bugaboo scary an object of fear <laughs> All right, well that makes some sense I, I, I wouldn't you're have really so scary Okay, and then our next word is a strobling, A S T R O B L E O M E. Okay, it ended with an M. A strobling, L E M E. It's like a straw broom. A strobum. <laughs> A strobum, maybe a, a, a straw broom. Uh, yeah, it's a straw broom. It's it's a strawberry with a problem. <laughs> so it's like a rotten strawberry. It's kind of problem. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the meaning of this, I don't even know for sure what it means. It means an eroded impact crater on Earth. Eroded impact. I know oh. eroded impact an crater. An eroded impact crater. It's like when a meteor strikes the earth instead of leaving a nice crisp uh, you know, dent, it's kind of gotten all eroded. Ah, because when that said the answer, I was like, I almost didn't use it because I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> so, so, so it's yeah. like a, it, it's an astro blim. So I, I guess right. okay. Astro means star, and I guess blim is blimish, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, our next word is Nelly Pot. What? N-E-L-I-P-O-T. Nelly okay. Pot. Nelly Pot. I thought there was an Nelly. R in there somewhere. I thought you said S at the beginning. Smelly Pot. Um, smelly Pot. <laughs> smelly Pot. A, a, a smelly fart. So. Nelly. I say the Nelly. The girl, girls don't fight. Or Nelly. Nelly. <laughs> Nelly, Nelly on the pot. Nelly pot. Nelly, well, Nelly, 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 Nelly on the Nelly, pot. Nelly pot. It's a woman with no shoes on. Oh, so you're barefooted now. Mm-hmm. It's a Nelly pot. You Nelly pot. It's a Nelly pot. Some shoes on. Nelly pot. Get in there, Nelly. Get me some more. Hey, this barefoot pregnant. <laughs> Probably where that came from. Maybe. I don't know. Bunch of country words. Mexican. The next word is Quaka Ridger. And it's, come on, spell. Q U O C K. Are you sure you didn't get these words from Megan? W O D G R. Oh, E R. Yeah. Quaka Ridger. Wow. Well, no, these words really? came from Ashley. I know, but Megan's the one who likes to really have weird spelling word <laughs> names and stuff. Anyway. Maybe they'll be in competition. She can Quaka, Quacamole. Quacker Wadger? Quacker Wadger. 
Crackle Wadger. Wadger, Wadger, Wadger. It's like when you have a box of crackers on the shelf and you're Crackle watching them. I'm sure no kids take it. Wadger, Wadger, Wadger. Um, I have no idea. Animal oh, Cracker. Animal Cracker. Yeah. Well, this word means an old wooden doll that when you pull a string, she would dance around like a puppet. Maybe like a marionette. marionette a what? A, a dog? A wooden doll. A wooden oh. doll. It also oh. means like a politician that's a puppet, you know, politician. Yeah, like, I, yeah I would say a marionette would be a good. Yeah. Politicians are that way there. Like like a, a certain president we have lately, I think is a, <laughs> a puppet for unseen forces. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump. No, the the, the other president <laughs> we currently have, but the one who the one with a co-president and the one who has to figure everything out with a teleprompter. Bill Clinton, <laughs> and he still nope. gets it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> I'll have that. The one who wants to silence people on Facebook and all social medias if they have an idea that's different from his own. That that president. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to our words. The next one is fustalug. Huh? F-U-S-T-I-L-U-G-S. Fustalug. It starts with an S or an F? F, like your foot. Oh, fuss, fuss, Well, a glug is the sound of the, the jug makes when you pour water out of it. So you're going to fuss over how much water you pour out of your jug. Fuss a lug. <laughs> That's one way to break it down. Fuss a It means... Probably not. We're wrong. No, a fat, clumsy person. <laughs> well, that's me. A fat, clumsy person? It has to be a fat one. Huh? Can't be a skinny one. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe them skinny ones have a different word. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, All right. Abirian, I don't know if we used that last week, but this is one word I had to add to it because she only gave me five words. Uh, but Abderian, A-B-D-E-R-I-A-N. Abderian. That's somebody who has some nice abs and they love them dearly. <laughs> Any ideas, sounds like Terry? A, sounds like a desert to me. The mm -hmm. Abderian Desert. It's Northern Sahara, <laughs> Nagobi, over there somewhere. <laughs> sounds like a desert. I don't know. <laughs> this word means laughing uncontrollably. Yeah. So not all, only are we Larry, just... lariat poops, we're also Abderians, huh? Yeah, but yeah, I had to Like I said, she only gave me five, so I was like, "All right, we're gonna add this one." But then I thought maybe I used that one last week, so somebody may have got that twice. But that's all my words. Oh, all right, wow, <laughs> interesting. Well, people out there, besides uh, uh, Ashley, maybe Megan can send us some words. If there you go. have some words, uh, stay tuned. You, we always have our contact info at the end of the show. Calling, take time out for beauty when Avon comes calling. Use Avon Cosmetics and you'll be enthralling for a pleasure filled break in your daily routine. It's time to take time out for beauty. Avon calling. Hi. 
I am Terry Hogan Helsley, the friendly Avon lady. If you need something, we more than likely have it. We have more than just makeup and cologne. Everything will be delivered to your house. So go ahead and go to my website at www.youravon.com front slash T Hogan Health Sleep. That is front slash T H O G A N H E L T S L E Y. Thank you. Time for Terry. It's top my 10. turn now. Oh, yeah. man. The top ten. Oh, no, no, no. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, tonight we are going to present something of a more legitimate nature, something very unhokey. Those weird state lines, right? Oh, by the way, while you're looking at those up, I did have a chance to talk with uh, our friend Nathan from Arkansas. Yeah. He, he's never heard of that, that rule about the sandwiches. Don't drive by. He, he's, he's never heard of that of that law. So apparently, as far as he's concerned, you can you can drive by in any sandwich shop you want and beep your horn at him after nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Down there and say, hey, now, of course, he he works at a food court. <laughs> he works at a food court in Walmart. So I guess if you wanted to, you could drive your car to Walmart up to the food court and beep your horn at him and see what he says when he comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, he drove to the store down here. Before I call the cops on you. <laughs> that's against the law. Yeah, let's be the law. Word after Forget about that. Okay, well, store. Let's see, I'll go back to the here. <laughs> How far did we get last week on your weird laws? We made it up to at least Kansas. Number 20. Oh. We're up to number 20. We're in Maryland. All right. I know we made oh, you know a, what? A, Wait, I list I listened last week. You skipped Idaho. I I, yeah, there, there yeah, was I one one I state that got skipped over because you you went uh, you, you passed over something or other. Yeah, it was Idaho because I listened and I was like, "Wait a minute, you started with the eyes with Illinois and then Indiana," and I thought, "Well, I could back up, but it's, it's probably just an, a law that says." And, and, and did you do Iowa? Because I don't records. know if you did Iowa either. I'm pretty sure he did that one. Well, we, for some reason, yeah. If you want, we can we can start David with Maryland, Rush. and you can go back and backtrack and do Idaho as a bonus. Yeah. Well, well we me. can start with Idaho as a bonus. It's up to you. In Idaho, it's a gift amount to dig potatoes on a Friday. <laughs> no, it's David Rush can't do any more. Uh, it's a gift amount for David Rush to do more world records. <laughs> <laughs> That's what those other guys were doing. And <laughs> I did Iowa. Nope. In in Idaho, it says that you cannot sweep debris into streets. Well, you maybe read. I remember you saying that, but I don't remember hearing it on the podcast last week. Yeah, I don't think you said that. Well, so like when you sweep debris under the rug in your house, you have to like sweep it out to the edge of the road, lift up the side of the road, and sweep it under the road. <laughs> sweep it and under then, the road, not into the road. Anyway, go back up to Maryland. Back up to Maryland. I'll get right there because I got a bookmark right there. In Maryland, 
in Maryland, it is against the law to wear sleeveless shirts in a park. In a park? Yep, in any park. You can't jog and wear you know tank top, sleeveless shirt, tank top. Well, I, I guess those people in Maryland must get really turned on by people's upper arms or something. <laughs> Look at that guy's biceps. All right. Woo woo. <laughs> And <laughs> making people less after them for the exposing definitely. <laughs> in in Massachusetts, it's you can't a, make fun of beans. <laughs> it's against the law to tell fortunes without a license. Oh, you have to be a licensed fortune teller, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they do their their and a fortune their teller scopes. <laughs> a fortune teller must a fortune teller must live in the state of Massachusetts for a year before they can apply for a license to tell fortune. Wow! So when you get those fortune cookies, you know they're legitimate, especially if you live in or you say Massachusetts. Massachusetts, and they got the real deal on the fortune cookies in Michigan. <laughs> In Michigan, you cannot sell a vehicle on a Sunday. It's against the law. You can't. Nope. To a car lot or to personal sales. You cannot buy, sell, or trade an auto vehicle since 1953 in Michigan. Well, I don't think many people follow that one because I'm pretty sure they sell cars on the weekend up there. <laughs> Maybe they don't. I don't. It's been a while since they've been in Michigan. I think a lot of people throw bricks in the road and sweep debris. I think a lot of people do all these. Are not a lot of these laws are probably broken on a regular basis. There's a lot of tank top wearing people in parks outside the sandwich <laughs> shops and everything. Uh, Twenty-three in Minnesota. Oh, if you drive in Minnesota, you better have clean tires on your car because dirty tires are against the law. Oh man. <laughs> Dirty oh, tires. Oh, wow. Good. Have you ever changed a tire? <laughs> Even if they're <laughs> clean, you're going to have with black hands because uh, the rubber. Wow. Wow. They're talking they want their streets clean. <laughs> they're talking about mud, like if you go four-wheeling and things like oh, that. Oh, all right. Well, that like kind of dirty. Okay. So I guess you can have a dirty car. Your, your car is caked with mud. Those tires better be clean. Nutrition labels cannot be enforced. They cannot be enforced. You yeah, don't have to have it on your product. Huh? You don't have to have it on your menus in your restaurants. Oh, oh okay. Mississippi. That's what it's saying here. Because generally, like, you know, soda or, or chips, they're, they're just the manufacturer puts them there. But right. I, I was thinking, like, if somebody, you know, some people like can their own jelly or they have honey bees or something, you can sell that. Uh, most places they still require you to have nutrition facts. Here's a here's a good one. And the, the next one, let's see, what was it? Uh, what number? Mississippi. The next one's Missouri, right? Right. I'm trying to think of the get to. Okay, it's number twenty-five in Missouri. It is illegal for bear wrestling. Oh, oh man! man. <laughs> Well, you know, it's a good thing because I think people should wear clothes when they wrestle. 
wrestling yeah. bear or bear wrestling. What yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> they're talking that like it would in a bear hug, you know. And yeah. there has been a lot of bear sightings lately. So anybody sees a Maybe bear, that's it. Start wrestling. Those bears are looking for a fight. Come on, wrestle me. <laughs> <laughs> You know you want to, because it's against the law. <laughs> in my uh, 26, in, uh, number 26, in Montana, mm-hmm. illegal to give a rat as a present. <laughs> I well, don't want to get that ideas for this Christmas. <laughs> Man, I was going to get everybody a rat. <laughs> it's... It's against the law to raise rats as a pet or to own or raise them as a pet. And the only way that you can raise a rat in Montana is if you're going to give it to somebody for food for their reptiles. I'd say for snake food. <laughs> right. Wow. And I think I'm on number seven. 27, yeah. So I guess they had to get rid of all their politicians too, all the rats. <laughs> you dirty rat, you. Dude, of course, in Montana, there's not a lot of people. There is mostly cows. I was thinking cows or horses, lots of ranches. What? Maybe Wyoming they... and Montana, I think there's more cows than there are people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number 20. Uh, well, uh, in Nebraska, it is against the law to get married if you have a venereal disease. Well, it well, should be. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to share things, but not that. It, it's it's <laughs> nice to know that before you get married, too. <laughs> Six, nine. And just how did you get this? <laughs> well, that's just like, well, that's like in some states, you got to get a blood test, and that's usually what that would show, I would assume. But In Illinois, you used to have to get one, but I don't think you do anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of states they used to require uh, blood tests and venereal disease tests. I and don't know why, but I mean, I mean, certainly you wouldn't, wouldn't want to get married if your potential mate had that. But. In Nevada, it's against the law to sit on a sidewalk. Huh? To sit on a sidewalk? Yep. Because it's not a side sit. The sidewalks, <laughs> the sidewalks are made for walking, not sitting on. The sidewalks are made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. <laughs> you got to walk on your butt. Maybe you have to have any legs. Maybe you have to do it that way. Yeah, well, you park on a driveway, you drive on a parkway. Why can't you sit on the sidewalk? It's oh. not a walk. I mean, I guess you're supposed to walk on it, but when you're watching a parade, you got to sit somewhere. Well, maybe that's an exception. <laughs> in New Hampshire, it's against the law to pick up seaweed off the beach. Well, just leave oh. it all there then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, who's that talking? <laughs> it's the dog. Can... They learn how. To, they learn how to speak. <laughs> you could. You could. It's illegal to pick up seaweed after dark oh okay you can so you, pick it up you in the daytime. To to see what you're picking up <laughs> well they used to use it it was used a lot and in, in the old days or something for fertilizer it says 
And so they didn't want people to steal all their poop at nighttime, I guess. I don't know. Well, maybe if you had poop on the beach, people wouldn't miss, <laughs> want to pick it up. <laughs> I can't see it. It might be poop. It might be seaweed. I don't want to take a chance. <laughs> this must have been from the Sopranos here or something. I don't know. In New Jersey, it is illegal to wear a bulletproof vest while you're committing a crime. All right. <laughs> If you're committing a financial as cops, they're just trying to do their job. (laughs) Wow. That was amended in 1999. I I, I guess guess criminals could use that for a defense in court. You see, Your Honor, you can't blame me for robbing the bank. I wouldn't even wear my my bulletproof vest. If I was going to do the crime, I'd be having my bulletproof vest on. Or whichever the ways the laws in in New Mexico, idiots are banned from voting. Wow! <laughs> if you're an idiot, don't live in New Mexico. That should be in all fifty states. That should be in all fifty states at the at the congressional level. <laughs> people in Congress who are idiots should not be allowed to vote on cockamamie bills that people let them want to put forward. It's saying idiots and insane persons. Oh. Wow. <laughs> and and let's see, let's see what's the next one here. You, you might decide to swipe ballots more than once, or 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 vote on. Illegal ballots or something. If you're idiots or insane. well, insane people and criminals shouldn't be allowed to vote. In my opinion, you're going to break the law to be a you know if you're a criminal, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. But if you're insane, some people are criminally right. insane, so they should be double not to yeah, vote. Here's the here's the other one for New York is next. The other one I did in the show. Here we go. This is the one we've been waiting for. This is doing in New York. It is against the law to wear slippers after dark. What? That's when you wear slippers. (laughs) You're going to wear your combat boots to bed. Wear your slippers in the day. And you're not supposed to wear them after dark. That probably means in public. I'm sure. All came about, but you can't wear them. Also, in my opinion, you You shouldn't wear pajamas in public any time of the day. Right. (laughs) You could wear them all day long, but you can't wear them at night. Hmm. I guess because I think you'd be sneaking around. Be slipping around. Put on your little bunny slippers. (laughs) Cat boogler slipping around. Those bunny slippers. (laughs) Wear my turtle slippers. I'm an owl. What is this? What's after New York? North no, um, North Carolina. Yeah. I can't make out this first word here. North. <laughs> In North Carolina. It is law. You can Walmart. you cannot sell alcohol. While playing bingo. Oh, yeah, those alcoholic bingo brawls. You know, those <laughs> things go. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
I think I think I heard a joke about that. You had to make a a seventy year old grandma swear to yell bingo before she does. Yeah, but with alcohol involved, there might be fist there might fights. be a, a bar <laughs> fight going on there. My grandma to swear to be fighting you. I phrase it in North Dakota. Uh, in North Dakota, you can't, you can't shoot fireworks days. after eleven p.m. Oh, I thought you can't shoot fireworks towards Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh, that's South Dakota, isn't it? You Never can't mind. shoot them after 11 p.m.? Well, that will be smart because people are trying to sleep. <laughs> and then, um, let's see, what's come people on? People lack their fireworks, but they want to get their, their beauty rest in, I guess. Huh? Yeah, around here they do them all the time. You know, in, in, in Illinois, the exploding fireworks are are illegal, and they have been for as long as I think. I'm sure. But people still people do, do it. I remember whenever oh. we were kids, we'd have bottle rockets and Roman candles, and the police car would drive around the corner. We'd stop. You boys see people lighting off any fireworks right here? It's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay, <laughs> Not us. The it must have been hats over there. Well, if you see Ohio. Somebody, let us know. <laughs> In Ohio, it's against the law to sell dyed chickens. Dyed? Yeah. Rainbow uh, dyed chickens. Like purple chickens, plaid chickens. Well, Dude, chickens animal have a different cruelty. color, they're not just white. They... Animal cruelty. Now I've heard of you can put you can put dye in the, the chicken feed and the eggs will come out different colors. But um, I didn't print pre-dyed Easter eggs, yeah. Huh. Yeah. And Oklahoma. Talk about green eggs and ham, huh? In Oklahoma, in Oklahoma, it's against the law to trip a horse. Trip? Well, you don't want to trip them. They might fall on you. <laughs> yeah, that could be yeah. a catastrophe. You don't want to have a horse trip. Might break a leg. Yeah. Continue reading. Uh, what else? Oregon, maybe? Trying to think of the next O state. In Oregon. Yep. It's illegal to go hunting in a cemetery. Well, they're already <laughs> dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I got me and Uncle Fred over here. Bad, let's take him home. Take him to a taxidermist. <laughs> in Pennsylvania, it's against the law if you pay a psychic. Well, so, that's funny because Massachusetts, you had to have a license when you think they would want to be paid. They got, they got the, the out of work free ones over there in Pennsylvania. <laughs> those are those are down and out psychics there. In Rhode Island, it's illegal to race a horse on a highway. <laughs> uh, well, that would make sense. I mean, horses can run fast, but not sixty miles an hour. <laughs> And with shoes on, I think the concrete's slippery for horses. They're better off running in the dirt tracks. or the Yeah, they usually flag. have the, the dirt tracks or the grass track or something they run on. Yeah. Let's do one more. Uh, in South Carolina, you can't play pinball if you're a minor. Huh. Oh, well, yeah, that, uh-huh. that actually so, is a law that goes way back to the 1970s. So if you work in a mine... You can't play. 
Yeah, it's, it's, uh, the story behind pinball is when it first came out for one thing they didn't have flippers on the side you just kind of pulled the thing back and they, you just let the ball go but they also used them for gambling uh, you could actually win uh, money out of my gas uh, and also just like today we have video games kids these days in their video games go outside and play well pinball was the video game of its day in the early 20th century and they oh. didn't want, want minors to be adversely affected by this whole gaming experience. So they don't you sit there and watch that little metal ball bounce off all them things. <laughs> uh, now that could become addictive. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it could. Uh, eventually, you know, they put plungers in them or the flippers on them, and eventually, uh, they they weren't quite associated with you know gambling or racketeers or stuff. Uh, so, so eventually, they they kind of did away with that, but. Yeah, back in its day, a lot of states had that. Wow, that's crazy. So we're finishing off, or we're done with your. We're gonna pinch it off right here and say the last ten for next time. Yeah, I can do. That'd be ten, ten, ten left. Well, we could push it, but we don't want to make our segments too long because hey, that's the purpose of having segments is to keep the show we'll more on. silly laws. Uh, yeah, later. one more time. And it'll be a fairly quick run at it because there's only 10 left to go. Unless people Tune write in and tell us how stupid it is, then we can just do away with it. Tune in next week yeah. and you'll be able to have Terry finish them off. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> finish off them. <laughs> anyway. So it's time what for anchor topic? Yes, it is. Yay! Anchor topic. And uh, the topic of the week, because we try to follow uh, a circuit through the various uh, general areas of, of blindness rehab, we're back to discussing orientation and mobility. And by orientation, I don't mean what's between your legs and your pants. <laughs> we mean how to find out which direction you're going. Uh, and mobility, just you know, walking around. Uh, as a, someone who can't see, that's very important to know where you are at any given time and which direction you're facing and where you might want to go next. Well, one facet of that, uh, a, a part of the orientation mobility is knowing how to get good help when you need to have help. Uh, and uh, definitely it's a topic unto itself. Uh, I know probably some of the best things that someone might do when they encounter a blind person is number one, ask. Hey, can I help you out? That's the best thing you can do. And then the second best thing to do is whenever the blind person responds, listen to what they have to say because uh, if someone was to come up to me and say, can I help you out? Well, sometimes I may say, no, thanks. And that means no. <laughs> it's, I, don't need, I don't want your help. I don't need your help. Uh, if I say yes, I say, yeah, yeah, you can help me out. Uh, what's the street that's running alongside the, the sidewalk here? Because maybe I got a little bit sideways. Uh, I've actually had this happen. I was walking. And I knew where I had ought to be, but it didn't quite seem right. And I asked the guy, uh, 
what street is this? And he started going off about, he didn't know. And, and he just pulled up on his driveway. So I'm like, what do you mean? You don't know. Don't, don't you know what your, what your address is? This is, this is the street you live on. Can you just tell me the name of the street? And he kept double talking me. I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, oh, fine. I just kept walking until I could <laughs> find something familiar. It's like, okay, now I don't want to remember. Yeah. But, but the two best things is someone who encounters a blind person, number one, ask and then listen to see what kind of help the person might need. Yeah, that's true. I've, I've been pretty lucky. I mean, even going to church lately, the people usually ask if I need help, and then they say, now, how can I help you? Instead of, I know I've had it happen where people grab you and want to help you across the street they, or whatever. They either it's like, grab your on. elbow and push you across, or they'll grab, yeah. your, grab your hand, to like you're you know, walking hand to hand, like, that's kind of awkward, dude. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he likes you but yeah i usually let him know you know i hold on to your arm and then you walk and i just kind of follow i always have my cane with me though because i know people that you don't know don't always know to let you know steps or they don't notice that there may be a toe stub or what i call it where it's just a small step or or you plow into somebody standing next to you Uh or to a doorway doorway or or something because they they want to help but they don't realize now that they're, they're double wide. Right. You know, you're not going to both fit through this door at the same time. That's right. Yeah. And of course there's unwanted help. Uh, I think I was telling Terry this earlier, it might've been you. I was walking, it was going to Walmart one day years ago. Oh yeah. He's telling me this. <laughs> and I just got up, you know, I'm just, it's a weekend. I'm just kind of grubby, you know, didn't shave, had on a grubby old t-shirt and pants. And I, I was just going to make a fast trip, go in, come out. So I just had my tennis shoes and I just had them untied. I just tucked the strings inside of them to wear them, you know, casual, like you would flip-flops or something. guy runs up wait stop why why are you gonna trip I'm gonna fall and he runs up and like bows down before me and he <laughs> grabs my left foot and he ties that shoestring of course he can't tie it very well because they're tucked in i only have about an inch of string hanging out the top of my shoes anyway <laughs> and he always he only manages to tighten down the top eyelet as he's doing that and i'm and i'm, I'm waiting for him to like do the other foot and so he gets up there you go you're good now i'm like really (laughs) for one this is you know kind of a fashion statement i i purposely wore my shoes this way here look the right shoe is just as bad so i bent over i untied the the left shoe put it back the way it was and said uh i i I wore i wore these like this for a reason thanks you know well my wife says you don't have to be so rude to the guy i'm like well, it's not that I don't appreciate he cares about me tripping, but if he's going to help, he needs to give the help I actually need. And if he, and if I don't need him tying my shoe, the least he could do is quality tie my shoe. You know, tie them both. <laughs> we'll snug up all the the, the the eyelets and up and down the shoestring. I would have so tied them both together. So that my, <laughs> my shoe is snug all the way from toe to I'll show you ankle <laughs> yeah. and and then and then tie it properly 
give quality help. Don't just give slipshot help. Yeah, that's true. And I would have it, tied it, them together in a quality square. <laughs> and then I would have untied them and I would have <laughs> loosened them back up and put them back to what they were. Mm -hmm. But the point is, it, it, again, you know, there's the whole thing as a blind person, you, you kind of have to know how to restrain from being too rude. I, I don't want to say a jerk because to me, that guy was the jerk. You know, how many people would you normally run up to in a, in a store and say, wait, let me tie your shoe. <laughs> I mean, just you some random person. Is there some you reason you didn't, like, no. didn't turn into like old man mode and start beating him with your cane? <laughs> I, I probably could have. In fact, there's a couple of times. <laughs> there's at least twice I can tell you up in Chicago. There's a, a, a alleged helper who came very close to finding themselves on the on the business end of my cane. Oh. Or face down on the pavement because of they assumed that I needed help. Uh, well, let me just touch base on the one. Uh, uh, it was me and our youngest brother and one of the other uh, students there going to the blind rehab. The the gal in the front could see somewhat. She was a you know, high partial. She knew where we were going. She was from Chicago. So uh, I and my brother were just following in line behind her. She knew you know, how to get off the subway platform. And, uh, and so she's leading the way. And from up around 11 o'clock, we, we hear her voice. Hey, if we need some help, just say so. Okay, well, we didn't need help. So we didn't say so. Hey, if we need help, just say so. I, I don't know how many times he repeated himself. But none of us said so. And so for the, the, the first of us went up the stairs, and then my brother went up the stairs. And just about that time, he got tired of saying, if you need some help, just say so. And he reaches and grabs my arm and puts his hand in the small of my back, pushing. And it's, at first, I didn't know did the stairs go up or down. I certainly didn't want to get pushed down the stairs. And so I, I just stopped. I planted my feet and I put my hand against the wall and I said, let go. And he dropped the one hand and get your hand out of my back. And he didn't get his hand on my back. I don't have my hand in your back. And I just kind of gave it a half a beat. And in my mind, this was my next step. You know, I was you know, going to pivot, grab a hold of the wrist that was pressing on my back. Wave it in his face and say, whoever this hand is attached to, tell them to stop pushing me. Of course, it was him. But as soon as I froze, and just a split second before that pivot was coming, he dropped his hand. Like, Thank you. Now, don't push me. And I went up the stairs. Well, you, all you had to do was say, say so. I was like, no one needed help. We didn't say so. That means we don't need help. Now, if you want to say, I want to offer you some help, may I help you? Well, that that demands a response. We could have says, no, thank you. But he says, just say so. Well, that, that means if we don't say so, that means no. Because <laughs> how do you know that they're talking to you? You, should, you could always say, if you're talking to us, we don't need any help. You know, because how are you supposed to know they're talking to you? They, yeah. Somebody yeah, exactly. In that situation, it was 
at first we didn't know he could have been talking there's a couple of guys over there that we could he could have been speaking to someone else but the more he kept saying it it's like i i wonder if he's talking to us and whenever he went over to try to help me by pushing me towards the stairs which is no okay whenever you're going to help a blind person don't push them if, if you're going to grab an elbow and push you're doing it wrong uh, if you're going to push him don't uh, i mean how would you like no. it if, if you had your had a blindfold on and someone was behind you pushing you you don't know what the next step is going to be they're not saying uh the blind this, person grabs a hold of you, what, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So, well, you don't even know he might have been wanting, I mean, to rob you or something, knowing that you couldn't see with his hand on your back, pickpocket or something. You, yeah, you don't know. I don't know. He, he might have been just a random, helpful dude in the subway. He might have been a cop, for all I know. Uh, he might have been anybody. There's uh, a lot of, there's not if a he, lot if of, if he would have, would have been a cop, I would, I would have appreciated him saying, hey, I'm a police officer. We're just wanting out here in the subway. Can we help? Yeah, and it ended there. Can we help? Don't say, you know, what to do because whenever I don't do that, that means I don't need your help, right? But if you just say, "Do you need some help?" and I, I might say, "Are you talking to me?" Then no, uh, I'm just I, I'm following those guys right there. They know where they're going, right? But sometimes it is nice to get a little assistance. Sometimes we do have bad experiences right. and sometimes right. it is nice that there are people that watch out for people that can't see. Right. And, and there's times where, you know, let's say you're, you're trying to catch a bus or something and uh, maybe the bus didn't stop exactly where it should. And, and now you've got to leave the little bench and walk up to find a door or like a GPS you have now arrived and it's like yeah i've arrived on the block <laughs> the building i'm looking for uh then you then if someone was to say do you need some help you can say yeah i'm looking for building such and such but i need to find the, the, the revolving door or whatever whatever interest yeah. you're going to go in. then that, that's great uh and and uh the side of the person but the key there is do you need some help and then you don't say, you know, say something or you don't say you need some help. Let me do this for you. You, you listen for the blind person and say, yes, you can help me. And here's what I need. I need to know where the bus stop is or the subway is or, uh, well, I'll take you there. Okay. That's fine. You can, now, now that you know where I need to go, we can go together. And I have a misadventure with that. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I was in Chicago every day. I went to train at this particular building. Top off the subway, make a left at the corner, go down to the revolving door, go inside, check in with the shirt guard, go upstairs, get to work, reverse the process to go home. Every day, this particular lady would see me walking up the street. Almost all she'd come up and say hi, we talk or whatever. And then one day, it was like one of the last days I was there. Um, do you help find the subway? It's like, no, not really. Well, I can take you there. Well, I don't really need to help. It's no problem. I, I'm going this way too. It's like, okay, well, fine. We'll walk there together. It's going to be this way. No problem. So we get going. And then next thing I know, there's a road where typically 
uh, when you get close to the intersection, you just turn right and there's a subway platform that goes down. Next thing I know, there's cars behind me. And it's like, what just happened? We just crossed the street. I'm like, why? Because the subway's up here. It's like, your subway is up there. Mine is back there. <laughs> Let go of me. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow, but I'm not going where you're going. I have to go somewhere else in Chicago. Chicago's a big town. I can't go where you live. I got to go where I live. Yeah, mm. and I was, I mean, a little bit perturbed because when you catch the train, you got to catch it on schedule. Yeah. And I didn't have a lot of time to monkey around with getting down there in time. And so I got, by the time I took the four or five paces back to the corner, the traffic was stopped, but it wasn't exactly ideal because uh, you're supposed to wait for the next flow. It's like, I just want to get away from crazy lady here <laughs> and the cars are stopped. So I started to go and then uh, some more cars rolled up and suddenly they're, they're starting to go. It's like, forget this. I just made a beeline you know, as fast as I could across the street diagonal. So I broke a whole lot of O&M rules there. Please don't do that <laughs> in the busy Chicago street. So it's like, I got to put some, some barriers between me and her because I don't want her trying to, come up and take me somewhere i don't want to go right you try to be helpful and i let her until i realized we're not we're not in kansas anymore here and i don't know where you live but i want to go home with you <laughs> yeah and there are several different subways in chicago i mean certain. and that's possible she may have been going to the red line and i, I needed to catch the blue line but it, the way that the train system in chicago works is yeah the red line does meet the blue line but you got to pay to ride the red line. Uh, when you leave the turnstile, you got to pay again to get on the blue line. And I didn't want to pay twice to ride a subway that I should have only had to pay once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to have to do that. Right. Uh, so, you know, getting good help, uh, I mean, as a blind person, you, you kind of have to know when to concede and not be so uh, stubborn, you know, no, you can't tie my shoes. Don't want to be rude. <laughs> we'll let the guy, you know, I, let him tie the shoe, I guess. Uh, but from the sighted person, if you're going to give help, give quality help, not crappy help. Yeah. I mean, she could have even said, there's a subway here. Which one do you take? Not knowing which line you would need yeah, before you, would, you cross the street. You would think, and you would think that if she was misobservant, she would have seen every day uh, for like two weeks straight, I took a right-hand turn to go down to the subway platform before you cross the street. Clearly, she watched me, but she didn't watch me well enough to know what I really needed. Yeah. No. And, she, and you're right, she should have asked. Say we're at the corner, don't you need to go right or, or what? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but there's a few things for sighted people to learn how to come yeah. approach a blind person and offer assistance. And, and sometimes these, when you can't see, you don't know what the neighborhood really looks like. Yeah. I encountered that before in Chicago. <laughs> I was there. You know, I said, well, I went down this way after dinner and went walking down here and went, oh, my God, I can't believe you went in that neighborhood. Oh, yeah, my if you go south of Roosevelt, oh, yeah, uh, that's that's a uh, jungle territory there. But but the, the thing was, was my experience is that 
even you know people who might be mm, bad people or criminal element they tend to sometimes you might get picked on because you're blind you know easy pickings but sometimes they go oh man get out of the way here comes a blind guy you know that could have been a gang of people i just walked past i didn't know it they left me alone you know i walked and well, yeah, and you, you do have back. that. Somebody, nobody harassed the, uh, me or even the, they helped me. The, you know, the thug on the street is to be <laughs> have pity on the blind dude as they walk through. And right. I've, I've heard like, opposite stories of like I said, a blind guy getting uh, mugged because they can't see who's hitting them. <laughs> they can't see. They can't. They don't know where they're you know where they're going or whatever. It's like well, I always look at it as you know you can't see it. You know when you go blind, all the ugly goes away. You know. Terry yeah. even helped out a homeless person, give him a pocket full of change. And then the next right. homeless person wanted money. And he said, go talk to that guy. I just give him all my change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> gave him a dollar, a dollar 36 and change. And he was so happy. Oh, he cartwheels and everything. <laughs> wow. That's it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And, and you know, and like I guess with the, the shoe tying instance, whenever my wife says you don't have to be so rude, well, you know, and that's true. But whenever to, to me, the other guy was the rude person first because he just tied my shoe without even asking. It's like who else would he, would he do that for? And it's like he didn't ask. Uh, he didn't ask if I needed help, and it, and if I would have told him no, would he have still done it? Uh, or what, I don't know. But there's times, you know, you just kind of have to roll with the punches and let somebody be helpful. <laughs> but again, uh, as the, the person giving the help, you really do uh, need to pay attention because, you know, the only help I might need is just knowing, hey, what what's the street and what's the, the next corner? And if you know, great, you just help me out. And if you don't know, well, you can walk with me. We'll read the sign together. Yeah. I've had that happen before. I was uh, walking. Was up in Chicago again. And I, I pretty much knew what street I was on. But this guy says, can I help? So I says, yeah, uh, what street is this? And he told me that the, the upcoming street instead of the parallel street. Like, I don't know if I can trust this guy. But I'll humor him. So I walked to the corner. And I said, read the sign Oh, it's the corner of, I forget what road it was, you know, A and B. And I go, now, which one is A and which one is B? Well, A is in front of us. I'm like, are you sure? Because the signs, <laughs> I mean, the, the direction of the sign is the direction of whatever street it is. You know, if, you, if you're walking up A Street and, and B Street crosses it, it's going to say B because the driver on A Street needs to know that it's B Street he's intersecting with. And so I, I, I kind of, I had time, so I kind of was going over this with the guy. Oh, yeah, okay, I see what you're talking about. So it's like, I already knew where I was at anyway, but hey, he felt good about helping me, you know. Huh. And it wasn't anything I didn't already know, but you know. but by doing that, you know, you, you're kind of coaching the guy on, next time you want to help a blind guy and they say, what, what street is it? You know, now you know. You so you should, get a, you should get a get a guide dog because my guide dog could read the signs. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> As he walks diagonally across busy <laughs> intersections, why is the street so wide? I don't get it. Oh, that's funny. Well, have we 
done this long enough? Yeah, we. I think we have. I mean, uh, it, it's kind of a a topic that has some depth to it, but uh, but that's. I think we we hit all the main key areas and stuff. I mean, people shouldn't be afraid to to ask a blind person if they need help, and a blind person at least should be willing to not be a jerk and and towards the person. But uh, you need to listen because if the, if you put an ultimatum if you need help say so well not yep. saying so is your answer yep. and if, if you ask somebody what help they need oh this guy needs to cross the street going north well no actually i need to make a left-hand turn here <laughs> so if you want to help me i need to cross that street not <laughs> the street up ahead of me here yeah yeah there's a couple of uh, nuances there listen as you're asking well, um, I need to find my notes here again because we do have some emails. Um, letters from listeners. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? Well, isn't that nice? So we got uh, actually two of them. I thought there was... I oh, know it was now. Terry sent me the one brochure thing, not the email. Uh, but anyway, here's one. It just starts out saying, "My husband and I decided to go to Mexico and start a bungee jumping company. So we went and bought everything we would need: a tower, an elastic cord, insurance, and so forth. We went." to Mexico to set up on the square of a small town. As we constructed the tower, the crowd began to uh, uh, come uh, around us and watch us as we worked. At last, the tower and the cord was ready and my husband was ready to test it out. He bounced at the end of the cord and he came back up. I noticed he had a few cuts and scratches. Hello. He bounced back down again, and he came back up. This time, he was bruised and bleeding. He fell again for the third time and bounced back up. This time, he came back pretty messed up with a couple of broken bones and nearly unconscious. I caught him then and asked, what happened? Was the cord too long? He says, no, the cord was fine. But what the heck is a pinata? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hope this makes it on the show. <laughs> it says, uh, if you're ever down in the Yucatan area of Mexico, look us up. We now sell Candy and treats in our bungee shop. Bob and Nan Springer. <laughs> From Poop, Yucatan, Mexico. That's <laughs> Poop. funny. Okay. Oh, P.S. Oh. Uh, it's nice living down here in Poop. <laughs> oh, man. I'll say it again. It's nice living down here in Poop. But sometimes... I miss my old friends back up there in White Cloud, Michigan. <laughs> it's just funny living there in poop. 
but yeah, there is actually a town called the White Cloud, Michigan. I, I guess if you live in poop, you might need some white cloud. It's also a brand of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, hence hence the comment. Uh, the next uh, email is uh, called, uh, it's titled The Movies. And it says, hey, TSF host, this is Walter. Remember me from Athol, Massachusetts? Yeah, I remember you. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, for the first time in many years, I traveled from my little hometown to a, a city to see a movie with my wife. It was the least I could do for her after uh, all of her appliances that went out all on the same day. Remember that? You read it in my last email. Yeah, we remember that. After buying the tickets, I stepped, uh, stopped at the concession stand to pick up some popcorn and handed the attendant uh, three and a half bucks. I have to admit, the last time I was at the movies, uh, I, I had to comment to the attendant that popcorn was only 25 cents. Well, sir, said the attendant, you're really going to enjoy yourself today. We have sound now. <laughs> uh, oh, he goes on, you know what else? The movie was in color, too. <laughs> Your pal, Walter. Yeah, maybe Walter can take a poop and leave Athol, Massachusetts and swing by Michigan to grab some white cloud to take down to uh, uh, what's her name? Bob, Bob and Nan Springer. <laughs> anyway, wow. Time for final thoughts. And Jill dropped off during our emails. Let me see if we can if she came back or not. So Please stand by. And now back to the show. Without Jill. Ha 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 ha. Oh, well, we have to um, handle our, our final thoughts without Jill, it looks like then. Yeah. Okay. I guess those robots booted her. You know it. We'll, we'll blame it on them. It wasn't me. I have a final thought. Sure. Thought of the day. Let's go. It's, uh, have you ever wondered what it's like to be a CPA? I bet it's all pluses and minuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's uh, pros and cons there. Huh? Um, speaking of office things, my boss told me to have a good day. So I went home. <laughs> I had a good day at home. Did you have any other final thoughts? Sir? Oh, yeah, I got a couple more. I got at least one more. Once I asked a lone wolf for a piece of gum, but she didn't have a pack. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if voting could really change things, Congress would be sure to make it illegal. <laughs> yeah, I think they're trying to do that. Do you know how to 
cheer up bluegrass. How's that? With a yardstick. Ah, okay. <laughs> I could do one more for Jill since she's got kidnapped. This will be on behalf of our absent Jill. See what happens when a dust bunny falls in love with a Roomba? They're swept away. <laughs> Sweeps it off his feet. And it turns okay. into a ball of snakes. Ah! Yeah, just... But uh, hey, this is closing part where we actually do the signing off. This is your host, Keith, signing off, saying thanks for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can visit the webpage, send us an email through the contact form. Uh, send us your funny story. We can read it in the email segment. Send us some funny words. Send us some funny news stories if we find one. Glad to hear from you. Yeah, or you can be a listener from all the way across the country. Yeah. Well, that's our show for the week. And once again, thanks for listening. Not my phone. All right, we're done now. That sounds funny. TSF at that sounds funny.com. Mm-hmm.